Welcome back to another episode of Brand Width. With me again, as always, Dean Milson. Hello. Hello. I'm really well. How are you? Very well, thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, my name is Sam McEwen. We are a couple of marketers, tragics, that like to get together and, and talk about all things brand as, as we do somewhat regularly. And yep. here we are again today talking about a new topic. If you have just joined us, the concept of this podcast is that we... One of us will come prepared with a topic that the other has no idea about, a topic without notice, and we'll throw it out there and, and see, see what, what happens. happens. And so I'm bringing with me today, Dean, uh, the topic that actually started this podcast back in a little cafe. In, well, I didn't really start it. It was something that was thrown out when we were talking about the idea of coming up with a podcast. And I think I, I said, Sam, I don't have time. <laughs> you did, actually. It took a little while. But I threw out something that, that I thought was the kind of topic that we might one day talk about in the podcast. I thought, why not give it a shot? Sure. Um, of course, that was a number of, almost two years, <laughs> two years ago, ago now. <laughs> and uh, I think I've learned a lot, but we'll, uh, we'll revisit anyway. And, yeah. and I think... What I threw out to you was uh, what I thought at the time was a really, really great brand refresh, which was the refresh of Harvey World Travel here in oh, Australia. Yeah. And uh, it was an interesting one because sort of overnight, this new brand popped up, which was Hello World. Yep. And it took me a little while to realize that that was just, uh, that was the Harvey World Travel rebrand. Re-brand. And it was... From a visual perspective, it was a really, really beautiful execution. I, I think I, it, I, it appealed to me being a little bit of a geek um, and, and studying some computer science. The Hello World is, is uh, something that's often used in test code. Yep. There's a, a <coughs> dialogue pop-up. Wasn't that, that, Hello the, World. wasn't that the first thing that, it may have the, been, Ma- the, that um, the Macintosh ever said? It may, something it, along it may very well like have that. been. It's like, something that's been repeated over and over again. It's sort of like, yeah, if you're messing around with with some code, then you know, sort of the hello world finds in the. But it had a nice, you know, nice sort of connotations there for travel as well. Yep. Beautiful blue color scheme and a lovely logo, and and it was really fresh and exciting. And and when I first saw it, I thought that it was just like some big brand to just like. You know, with stores everywhere, had just had just popped up popped overnight. Up overnight. Yeah. And of course, I realised it was Harvey World Travel, which, to me, uh, you know, was a pretty tired, daggy old brand. Uh, you know, had become a pretty tight. You know, as one of the, I think it was the oldest travel company in Australia, um, South Africa as well. I think it was fairly big in. Yep. And um, and I thought, wow, I can, that, I can really I can hear the jingle in my head yeah. as you're talking. Yeah, Harvey, well, I wasn't going to sing it, but there you go. You got it. I got to mention it, so we need to <laughs> sing it for those. It's there, right? And, yep. and uh, you know, it was certainly a well-known brand. Mm-hmm. And and um, you know, I believe that the I'm not sure the, the reasons behind the rebrand necessarily, but I think they they'd been purchased by a group or they they become part of a bigger group and they they rebranded it all, but. You know, I thought visually speaking, it was it was a fresh, it was a really great revitalization of a tired brand, and I threw that to you. And do you remember what you said? Um, no, I don't. But I'm, I, am I? I was. It doesn't sound like a very positive thing to <laughs> no, me. It wasn't. <laughs> I think I think you said. Well, it's funny that you say that. Do you think that, it's a good thing? It's a really good thing. Yeah. Uh, it sounds to me like they've really an absolute disaster. Yeah, yeah. An absolute disaster. Yeah, which so. it does. Yeah, and 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 it is. Um, well, the first thing I thought of when you started mentioning this, I remember the conversation. But I, is Hello World even around anymore? Yes, they are. 
Yeah. So I'm obviously not their target yeah. market, but um, I, I I have no no brand recall. Oh, sorry. I'm a I'm a I'm a um, sample of one, so yeah. that's not a very big <laughs> one. But um, I don't have any brand recollection yeah. of of them yet. I can still sing the Harvey World Travel, right? Um, uh, you know, jingle. So that tells you something. It does tell you something, doesn't it? I, wa- I wonder why. I d- I'm not sure where you where you're going with this, but I um, you know, you've got to ask in those questions. You know, at those moments, why would someone do something like yeah. that? Um, I was listening to. A, a great podcast, funnily enough, yesterday um, with um, Jenny Romanak. I, I hope I don't think I pronounced that right, but she um, is one of the authors, uh, or maybe co-authors of How Grand Brands Grow. Yeah, um, she with Byron Sharp, or I think she might have written the follow-up okay, um, yeah. book to that. But she's from the Arenberg Bass Institute, so yep. and and they are you know marketing science um, uh, company, and she was talking about this one topic. I, I think the podcast was aimed at designers, which is why she was interested to go on there because from their point of view, and uh, Richard's mm. got to say a little about this as well. There's there's really never a good reason to rebrand um, for, or you know refresh a brand, uh, you know from the point of view of you're know, making your Target. You're making your customers do yeah. some work. You know, yeah, you're not as recognisable. And, no, and People so she, they talk about distinctive assets of a brand yeah. and what they are, and so that could be a colour or a sound or a, a style or a, a, a maybe, mm. maybe even a voice. Um, you know, a, a tone of voice, and you know, every time you change one of those or you re, you know re, you remove one, um, you're having to get someone to learn a new one. Yeah, and so. Um, you know, designers love to refresh things, and they want—they love to make things look different and new and shiny. Yet, um, you know, th- there is often, uh, you know, it's no good reason for yeah. for, for doing that. And you're spot on, and that's yeah. what appealed to me when I first saw it. It was a beautiful design. Yeah, and that's what I was responding to. And I'm yeah. a marketer, of course, which means that I'm completely the wrong person to evaluate whether, whether <laughs> yeah. you know, whether it's been effective because because I'm thinking about it from different perspectives. Yeah. And I was thinking about it back then from a purely design perspective. And it was an absolute gaff. And interestingly, since we've had that conversation, yeah. a couple of things have happened. One, it's no longer Hello World. It's oh. Hello World Travel. Travel. And two, this big red line appeared on all their material, those logos, with the word travel in it. Yeah. And red was their old brand color. Uh-huh. Uh, and travel, obviously, in there. And the jingle came back. It's Hello World Travel with a travel professional. There you go, and Sam. And the tag of the travel professional. So I think, you know, again, I don't know the data behind this. I have no idea whether there was a massive impact on negative impact on sales or, or what it was. You assume as much, I guess, looking from the outside, that if you've taken these steps to, to start to bring it back towards the old brand, yeah. that they seem like uh, the kind of positive steps you would do when you've really realised that you've stuffed, <laughs> you've stuffed the brand. it up. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and you've tried to align it. And I'm not sure how successful they've necessarily been in in really reclaiming it. Really, in, in hindsight, they probably should have dumped the whole thing and gone back to Harvey or Travel, which would be a... There must have been. I don't know. I don't know what the reason. Maybe be a pretty big thing, pretty cool bold call when you've actually rebranded, you know, retail outlets. They must have hundreds of retail outlets yeah. throughout Australia and South Africa. It would be a pretty bold call to go completely back. Yep. Um, yeah, that's, but, um, it's, it, oh, good, like, it, of course that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it sounds like. Sounds like to me. It, it's a really interesting thing, though, because I like uh, you know working at a branding agency. Uh, we, I, I, you know, a lot of clients. Not at that. I, I think there's a not at that scale. 
you know, come to come to us, and I, I look at it and I, I want to make it better. Yeah. Um, and and so I, I do think there's an argument for it, mm. but. Um, but I'm talking about you know, you know, you know, small to medium businesses who yeah. are doing it badly in the first place that haven't spent you know the millions of dollars brand already brand. like yeah. putting you know making an effort for people to remember a jingle or you know a, a, to establish a brand. So I do think there are reasons if you're doing it really badly, um, you can you know can help so, by improving so that, it. That's the question I guess I have for you is, is why why should you revitalize a brand? Should you at all? And and what you know what what should you be trying to do? Yeah. Um. So. I, I mean, I think the times to do it, and I was thinking about this when I was listening to the podcast. Actually, um, if if you do, you know if you don't look like, you know, if you're trying to sell, we've got an example at the moment. Uh, there's a potential new um, someone I might be working with, and they're they're like they're 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 a high end. Um, Brands, not high ends in fashion, but high end in their category. Yet they look like the cheapest brand yeah. in the category. They just—it does not match up. So, um, you know, in those instances, I think if you're, you know, saying one thing and looking like another, and I, then I think there's a there's an yeah. argument for it. But it, you know, it might not be throwing everything out, or mm. you know, it, it, so so I, I think there's an argument in that point of view. It's probably an argument. Oh, I don't know. Um, if you you know, there's some really negative perceptions around it's your your brand. Like maybe it's you know you can give it a spit and polish. Um, yeah. But you know, even that is you know it can't just be a spit and polish. Yeah. <laughs> there's a famous example of I think it was you United Air, the airline in the US. They spent you know they they were really tanking in the mid. Mid two thousand, I think it was. They went through a rebrand, you know, this amazing, beautiful rebrand, and you know, it's it's awesome. And and then people were saying, yeah, that's great. But and then I got on the plane, and it looked almost and shiny, and the yeah. service is still shit house, and yeah. the food still tastes like crap. And it's exactly the same United experience that I had last year. Um, you know, it's just with a different logo. So bye 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 bye. You can't you know, fake it. Can you, you? you you can't fake it. So. Um, the, it's generally only really necessary when you haven't done a good job of it in the first place, yeah. I think. And that often happens in my experience with, with brands that are, you know, as most businesses begin, you know, they just kind of, they're pulled together in yeah. someone's, you know, front room and they, they don't, and, and there's been no real thought made to it yeah. and it's kind of been pulled together next thing you know we've been kind of successful we've you know we've made a good business out of this and now we're doing well and now we really want to make a go of it and we want to take on the world and or or take on you know the the, the region you're in or take yeah. on the state you're in um, and at that point it's like okay we now we've got to look at this and maybe rebrand from the point of view of it's maybe not even rebranding; it's branding for the first time because yeah. <laughs> it's the first time they've yeah. they've done it properly. So, and the, they're the only instances I really see it. Otherwise, like for 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 larger established brands, it's you know you should be looking at um, you know they call them distinctive assets. Um, Ritson calls them brand codes. I think he thinks yeah. of them a little bit differently. But you know, what are those things that people know you for? Yeah, and and how do you embrace them? And, and that, that's and really where them? you know, not that this is supposed to be a hello world takedown, but that's probably where they made the mistake was that they did too much. 
They've not only changed their brand color, yep. one of their distinctive assets, their brand name is gone as well. You know, even in, and I, I'd probably suggest that you'd, you'd argue they shouldn't have changed their brand color, and, and, but, but even if they decide, okay, you know what, that red is, just doesn't say, it's not, it doesn't say, it doesn't represent our category. It doesn't suggest travel around the world or, or whatever it is. It's not light enough. We need to brighten that. So we need to change that brand color. Had they done that and the new logo redesign, but it's retained Harvey World Travel, yeah. it probably would have been okay, wouldn't it? Like, it, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. step yeah. towards, yeah. Yeah, it's modernized the brand. It's, it's changed some aspect of it, but it hasn't tried to do too much. But changing the name and the yeah. color. It's everything, is it? the jingle. Well, it's, yeah. You know, that's all, right. Yeah. The first, well, I think I reckon it was the first project I did at, you know, design school, um, was um, I think this happens quite a lot in FMCG. Um, I was taking like Pringles, and Pringles had been bought by Smiths, yep. <laughs> and I had to design the iterations over across four packs of how you would turn, you know, Pringles into. Smiths without the consumer getting, you oh, know, wow. overly, um, <laughs> you know, up, upset about it, and so that often happens. Like you'll 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 get a, another brand that's bought out by another brand, and they'll eventually, for you know, maybe want to, yeah, you know, shift it. But then I, I don't know. I, I, I question. You'd have to know why that was the case anyway. Like you're you're buying a brand because the you know of the brand. Of the brand. You want to get rid of the brand. If you want to change it. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a might sound like a slightly weird analogy, but I often see this in um, in in cafes and restaurants. People, you know, there's a great restaurant that gets set up or a great local cafe gets set up, does really well, and then they put it on the market and it's bought by someone you know yeah. who, who <laughs> doesn't have much experience and. They um, then they go about, you know, and they clearly, well, I'm assuming, have paid good money for that brand, or you know, it's probably called goodwill at yep. that at that moment on the spreadsheet. And then within a space of you know three months, they go and you know change so many things about that place to the point that you stop going there because it's not the same place it used to be. I'm and gonna, then I'm gonna you wonder example. why they yeah. did that. So it's it's the same kind of. I've got a great thing. example of that actually. I, I there was a. The, a pub that I went to, and it had they had two windows, and on one window it said, "This was maybe 2016, I'd say," and, and it said, "Winner um, Gastro Pub of the Year 2014," <laughs> and then on the other window it said, "Under new management." <laughs> I just laughed. I thought, "Why would you do that?" Yeah, why would you do that? You know, like I get the under new management thing if it's a really bad pub. <laughs> yeah, and and you're trying to. And there's one around the corner for me, which is a really bad pub, and I think they almost went out of business because of how badly they're run. So yeah. in that instance, it, it, it makes sense. sense. It makes sense. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and you yeah. see that, you see that all, all the time. Yeah. So you've got to be uh, like so. Back to what you're talking about. You've you've got to be really careful. Mm. Um, and it's not just good enough uh, to, you know, and this happens with a lot of, you know, a lot of big brands as well, um, you know, get a new marketing brand manager in there and they want to change everything. Yeah, and they want to put their fingerprint on it. They want to put their fingerprint on it. Yeah. They want to put their mark on it. Um, we, um, um, that's happened to us in plenty of instances uh, where we used to do a lot of work with, 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 with CUB and it's like new brand manager comes in, nope, they'll start again and want to do what they do and it's, it's just such a waste of, it's it's such a waste of money. It's and it's, that's a lot of brand money. Managers, isn't it? If you yeah. are a brand manager, you, you have to have that discipline or a designer or whatever yeah. else that you, you touch on these things because 
because it is just so tempting. And, and I think you mentioned it in the last podcast, we get bored. We get bored with our brands. We get bored with this message. There's a wonderful quote that came up. Um, I found it on Twitter the other day and it's really stuck with me. It's, it's from a book called Winners and How to Succeed, written by Alastair Campbell, which is that just an interview with a, oh. with a whole lot of you know, really successful people. people okay, I think yeah. he sort of summed them up. Um, and he, I don't think it's actually about marketing, it's about strategy, but I think it, the same applies. And he, he said, once strategies have been agreed to and have been written down, they need to be repeated endlessly. One of my rules was just when the communicator is getting bored with saying something, that is when there is an outside yeah. chance of it reaching the outer radar of public yep. opinion. Yep. And it's so true, isn't it? Like we need to be, your boredom and tedium with your brand is exactly the right thing, and particularly the message. You know, yep. if, if you're trying to, to raise awareness of your brand in, in any way, yep. it's repetition, repetition, repetition. Yeah, as soon as you're getting, that's, um, I've heard that in a few different guises. Yeah, yeah, as soon as you're getting bored of it, it's probably starting. It's probably working, to, to yeah. Work. It's, it's interesting, the person who tweeted that out uh, sort of had their own comments on it and said, it always surprises me why, don't, why brands don't just continually just repurpose the same message, yeah, you know, over and over. No, again. that's that's and that's where it becomes really successful. So, um, Jenny was talking. Jenny, Jenny Romanek was talking about, and I'd never thought about this before. Like, they, Aaron Burbanks talk a lot about memory structures. Like, with a brand, you're supposed to be creating and refreshing memory structures, and and even at a category level. So, you know, yeah, I'm a, I've got a toothpaste brand. I'm not really, um, I'm, I'm not really there to talk about how to differentiate my toothpaste from the other yeah. one. I really need to be looking at what they call category entry points. Uh, when is someone ready to buy in that category so that yeah. you can be, you know, ensure that you are there within that choice at the category entry point. So, um, you know, I'm, you've got to be looking at it at, at that level. But memory structures and memory fades. Yeah. So, you know, you might do a really, you might have got an idea into my head, but unless you keep refreshing it, yeah. maybe saying it in different, like, yeah, saying it in different ways, the same but different to not, you know, to not bore me, mm. you've got to refresh it. Otherwise, I'm going to start losing it. And someone else's, you know, memory in that category will will yeah. bubble up to the surface. That's what happens, isn't it? I, mean, I, th I think I mentioned it in one of the earlier podcasts that something I'm always thinking about is this, uh, this uh, concept of a consideration set. That unless yeah. you're in that set, you're not in the game. Yeah. And, that, and that that really is, from, from a branding point of view, is that, you know, that's what, that's what you're looking for, just to be in that set. Yeah. And I think when, when I mentioned it, I talked about this idea of lunch, you know, do I go to the cafe, do I go to the subway, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. As, as soon as you go down that list and you reach the first acceptable. Um, <laughs> but interestingly, I've, uh, I've since heard a, another concept, which I think was from Phil Barden in his book Decode, okay, which, is yeah. a, which is a great book. It's a great book. And... You know, talking about, well, actually, in, in many categories, you need to be number one on that list or it's not worth it. You yeah. Know, like, you have to be, you, you know, unless you're the, considered the best or the, the you know, the, uh, the one for whatever that sort of need is, there's, there's no point. And I guess that's what happened. As, as that memory fades, you fall further down the set, which yep. might be okay to a point, but you're going to get a lot less of market share and, and all, the, all those kind of things. So you've yep. got to reinforce that message. You, you do. And, and so that's the, you know, I think any, you know, good marketer, if you, you know, you talked about brand managers coming on and changing anything, it should be, you know, spend the first six months listening, yeah. looking, learning, yeah. um, finding out what, what, what is what is working and and what are those distinctive assets or yeah. what are the brand codes? What are the things that you have yeah. before you decide 
you go do anything. So, um, yeah. you know. And it's, it's easier said than done, isn't it? You know, I think. Yeah. And, and even those people inside that business, that boredom sets in and, and, uh, and there must be a desire of people outside of that marketing department as well to, to see something new. You know, what are we paying marketing for if they're just if they're just doing the same, the same thing? thing that's a good point. Again, that's right? a good like point. So there must be some. It must be a very difficult challenge to. Well, that that this has been a recurring theme the last few podcasts, hasn't it? Like mm-hmm. the 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 kind of marketing activity for the sake of you know a validation, like. You know, yeah. I need to spend, I've got this budget and I need to spend this budget. Yeah. So, and, you know, just quickly spend it on something, you know, make sure, make it look like we're doing something. That's right. Um, and, and, rather and, and, than, and talking about know. internal, you know, I think really the lesson <coughs> as much is, is from, a, from a marketing point of view, you need to know what your distinctive brand assets, if you want to use that terminology, yeah. are. And you probably need to educate everyone in your, in your business. And there's another, talking about sort of brand fails. There's another um, one which you may have come across, you would have definitely come across if you've read Decode, is the Tropicana yes. brand, Very Fresh, yep. right? And I think that's another fascinating one because it's very similar to, to Hello World in the sense that from a purely design point of view, I guess, if you're not thinking from brand distinctiveness and, and all these kind of things, you could definitely argue that this new Tropicana box that they brought out, yeah. which I think only lasts about a month. Or I don't think it lasts long. So no. if you're out there, you yeah. could Google 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 that. I think it'll Google Tropicana kind of brand refresh. Will uh, definitely basically, come up. they you know they went from a um, you know a, a, a pack that looked like Tropicana. It looked like. Juicy and clumsy, and look like a you know. I wouldn't you know if you asked a designer to 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 give you that pack, they would you know never give you that pack. Yeah, they'd be pretty upset. Um, and then they turned it into this really slick looking you know design, and you know sales almost went yeah. backwards. Yeah. And um, or they was, went they went significantly and, and, backwards. Yeah, and they yeah. paid heaps for it too. And yeah. then they went and rolled out the the old one. Uh, and they had to ret- ret- return to that, and so um, at the, I mean that's a cl- that's a great example of um, not understanding your brand, and then um, and and probably you know giving it <laughs> giving yeah. it to a designer and, to and trying to do too that, much again. That, yeah. I mean, the, uh, I think in in Decode they talk about some of the sort of um, mistakes that they made, whereas it used to have an orange, it was a, it was a very distinctive out of the orange yeah. with a straw coming out of it, and they moved it to a glass, yeah. you know, and they, they talked about the orange's yeah. freshness and, you know, and all those kind of things, and they yeah. go through, you know, I won't go through every point and, and no, take but, it down, but, but, but there's probably an argument to say, even with those, those mistakes, had they just gone slower? You know, I think a, yeah, a maybe. big part would have been it was no longer recognisable. Yeah, no, and, uh, yeah, that, that's exactly right. But but think about this: if you ask, you know, think t- these days, do you think any designer would come up with Coke's logo? No, yeah, right, right, yeah. for a, for a project. No yeah. way. It's like a scripty font, and and yeah. it looks, you know, it looks old, and yeah. and you know, you'd never get that now. But should would would you change? Anything right. about Coke, it? Coke would be a good example. I'm sure. I'm sure if we Google it, we'll, we'll find they, the evolution yeah. of their logo over over time, right? But it's it's been dis, it's those distinctive elements have been retained. Yeah, yeah. And and you can modernise something without without. And so in the end, it's it's distinctive and it's absolutely right yeah. for them. Um, you know, it's but it doesn't look shiny and yeah. and even in times when you know they've they've stuffed around with it quite a bit over the mm. last few years. Um, 
trying to, I'm assume, trying to work out, you know, um, what's going on because I think you know, the the brand's plateaued a little yeah. bit. I might be wrong about that. I'm only no, no, just it has. It I think it's, it's been. But um, you know, really, that's not <laughs> the the packaging is probably not the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's you know trying to trying it, to fix something. What, what I've seen, some of the the, the decisions they've made have actually <coughs> been to go to bring you know because they had that sort of. That sort of separated their brands. So they had the Diet Coke and then Coke Zero. Yep. And, and now they seem to have brought it all into Coke. Yeah, which I, it's uh, funny. It's the red and the distinctiveness and they've, they've sort of like, they've simplified. Yeah, so and I, I don't know that. I don't know what data's behind that. No. Um, but when I first thought of it, I thought, when I first saw that, I was like, okay, I get that. But funnily enough, though, when I was having my, um, we, we do a bunning stall um, with, for my footy club every year. Um, for those of you who haven't listened to a podcast a bef- few before this, <laughs> Bunnings is an Australian hardware um, DIY you know, brand where it's a big warehouse where you go and buy things to, um, to, to try and pretend that you're handy around the house. <laughs> um, and I was actually having to dig around. So we sell you know, sausages in, a, in bread and as the classics Bunnings barbecue. And... Um, but I was trying to dig around in the tub to pull out a Diet Coke for someone and they all look the same look the other same, than the yeah. top. It was really yeah. hard to do. So, um, I, but but then kind of part of my gut kind of says, well, they really develop those distinct brands. Yeah, I, 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 I tend don't to know. agree as well. It'll be an interesting one to watch. To, yeah, I, d- to I watch. don't know whether it's been good or, or, or bad mm. or whether they're, yeah. Just, I, mean, I think they fragmented them quite a lot before that from memory, which might this might be the knee-jerk reaction back the other way. Like they literally had a different colour for, for everything. Yeah, they, well, even, they had that Coke green. It, there was like a... Yeah. It was like a fake year or something like that. Well, because, you know what, once upon a time, I think those the way that they separated their brands was really clever, right? You had sugary, bad-for-you Coke, and you had... You know, I'm going to use inverted commas, commas, you know, uh, commas here, but but you know, you had the good for you diet coke, right? The health conscious. But then, of course, over time, well, oh, that's actually not very good for you, right? <laughs> like, and it's got all these chemicals in it, you know. So they bring out the green stevia one and the great whatever it else, and there's which was you know, diet coke still had a little bit of sugar in it, I think. So there's coke zero, <coughs> which had up the chemicals and and down the sugar completely, and and of course, you know, this is this is how diets have changed, and so by trying to meet their consumer needs, at some point they've ended up with a very fragmented fragmented offering, offering exactly, and so you know, bringing it together does does make some degree of sense, uh, yeah. but but then you know I think a little bit uh, for cricket fans out there I think a little bit of cricket right it was okay we had Test cricket and then we've had we've had uh, one day internationals or, or whatever came up yep. and that was the the short attention span of the, <coughs> of the kids in the nineteen eighties you know that yep. that uh, you know couldn't watch the five days so we've had to go to one days and of course attention spans are getting shorter so we've gone twenty twenty and. Uh, look, I'm next thing it'll just be one ball, right? One yeah, ball each, and see what can you what can you do with that? And I would argue that through that they have they have they haven't made decisions, and what they've ended up with is the crickets. You know, I know it's big in a lot of places, and, but it's becoming in Australia at least a little bit irrelevant. <laughs> and I think yeah. it's just because of that fragmentation and. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's a it's a difficult one to. I think any of those things you've 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 got to have 
You've got to have the, the data. You've got to listen first. You've got mm-hmm. to try and solve it. And make sure whatever problem you're solving is solvable by, by marketing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go and solve a problem. You know, I've got a web developer we work with actually that often says that. Yeah. Like, you, we can't solve that problem with a website. <laughs> um, you actually have a business problem that yeah. you need to work through in your business first. And then once that's worked through, then yeah. you can. And that goes to, to, you know, the points you've made about. You know, previously about about um, you know things have to be genuine. You can't, you can't rebrand a bad yeah. product. You know, the, what, what's the, the you know you, the um, you know you can't polish a turd. No, you can't. Po- that's you probably know. what I said. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, yeah, so I think you can't solve everything. A logo's not going to solve. No, nah. <laughs> you show your logo. Yeah, not logo, solve logo's not much. logo's not the issue. So anyway, okay. um. Well, that's interesting to come 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 back to that, and I and and funnily enough that I was listening, you know, to to Jenny talk about that exact thing mm. um, yesterday. Um, so, from you know their point of view, rebrand is never a good idea, and like I agree with that in theory and the reasons why behind that. But you know, there's sometimes other reasons going on that you yeah. that you you need to. But I mean, I think if you're a well, you know, well established brand. Um, you don't stuff yeah. around with with those codes that are in place. You need to build them and strengthen them. I mean, they use the example um, uh, of uh, Snickers, and there's some great Snickers ads um, uh, around where they've they they. So Snickers have got I've the, seen these. Yeah, they've done it like a the Snickers like a bounty. Yeah, so they they've worked out. You know, they're the red. They're the case study, I think, on. Um, there's a, the Effie case study that Mark Ritson did on Snickers is quite interesting because yeah. they worked out so they've got their low, you know, their bold font Snickers. It's a little bit italicized. They've got that shape. I don't know what you call it. It's it's got. Is it a? I don't know. Um, tetra? No, it's not a tetrahedron. Anyway, it's a it's a four sided shape with curved edges, whatever yeah. you call that. They, and then they're red, and they've worked out they're their three, you know, key distinctive assets and then they just hammer them home with everything you know yeah. the creative they do at the end oh sorry and the, the other thing was the the caramel um the the, yeah, the, like pulling, the apart, pulling apart yeah. the pulling apart the chocolate but they they have just you know smashed that home so much on on everything and when they haven't done it they have data to show that it hasn't been successful but to the point that then they could you know create packs that you know they yeah they they switch bounty out and they use yeah. the the bounty typeface i think but you can tell it's snickers um, you know done in bounty so they've 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 yeah. done it so well and then so, a very clever you're not you i think when you're hungry or hungry something that's with a catchphrase. right yeah yeah you know so it was all about um, works on the conflict nicely doesn't yeah. it yeah so um, it's about understanding what those things are. You know, they decide one day, oh, we're we're bored with this, or things aren't working. We'll go mm-hmm. and you know change everything. Then you've got you've got problems. So, you, I mean, how long, how well established do you think you need to be to say these are our distinctive acts? Now, if you're thinking about your your typical small business, uh, I guess there's, there's always going to be some level of of awareness. I think a small business. It's probably never that well, yeah. not as well known as you, you you think it is. But there still must be a core of these are our distinctive assets that can't change, whether it's a color or whether it's a a, a tone of voice or, or yeah, there'll be still there'll be or, something. I mean, whenever whenever we work on rebrands, it, we it's never about um, 
Well, we covered it strategically first, whereas we'll kind of pull the brand apart from a strategy point of view. And, mm. and if it's been around for, you know, 10 years, five years, whatever, um, you know, there's something there that's 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 working. Like m- mostly those rebrands are done when, you know, their you know, business want to take the next the next step yeah. or move into a new market or something like that. They've done something right. You're not going in and changing, you know, everything from scratch, but it's more like, you know, taking, finding out what that is, you know, mm. whether it's a story, whether it's a, you know, it's a message, but but sometimes you know you, you don't want to. Yeah, you know, I'm just trying to think of examples. I, I we, we'd never change something like you know wholesale completely straight away. Um, and but but then if it's a small business, you might go well. You know you've been doing this really badly. Yeah, because you know, that's what I was thinking. Is you're probably working with more for a small business, aren't you? Like you may have a positioning issue. That you're trying to deal with as well, where Snickers don't have a position initially, no. right? Like they know where they are. No, that's they, right. You know, it's going to be a pure okay. But this is a creative execution that we're yep. working on. Yeah, and you're not rebranding Snickers. That's no. You know, you, you may may touch up a logo yep. or something every ten years. So, yep. so I guess you know, small businesses, you're working with a lot more, and there's some other issues there that you actually need to address, isn't there? Yeah, well, and we um, I mean, it's, it's a kind of a different, same, same, different example. We, we, um, we've worked with Pink Lady Apples for a long time and um, um, we did an update on their logo last year, um, might have even been the year before now. And, yeah, you kind of, and you know, if you looked at it now and our design team wanted to go further with it and yeah. we could have gone a bit further with it but the, the, the client in the end made a decision to pull it back slightly. But if you look at them now, you can, you know, you can't, you wouldn't be able to really tell the difference mm. unless you were pointed out to you and then you'd really be able to show how obvious yeah. the difference was. But that was an interesting conversation anyway because they knew they need, they, they knew they need to do it. They, um, you know, the, the, Brand was seen, you know, the way it was positioned wasn't um, wasn't working for you know it'd been worked for the last ten years, but there was a lot of competition coming in to kind yeah. of take their space away. But then there was a lot of conversation around you, you know how much it would you know how much it would cost to actually just change something slightly. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so there's that you know that's, that's <laughs> there's that marketing. Right, yeah, and and yeah. so then you've got to justify you know. The, you know the reasons for that but at the end of the day you're going to spend a lot of time you know making something uh, you know a lot better but it but you know I like the, uh, well I think that uh, it's, a, it's a good point to go into our lessons I think because that's probably the big lesson for me there's discipline across the board discipline from the marketing yep. team to understand what those distinctive assets are that they can't change yep. you know discipline to hold yourself back from just wanting something completely new and fresh yeah you know discipline to also and also when briefing your agencies to 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 make sure that that you know you're or that you're going to give the job to an agency in the first place that that you know is is isn't going to try to do too much and, yep. and that you're going to and you're not going to push them yeah. to have to try to to um, yeah, take you too far away from those bands. No, that, that's exactly right. That's a and that's a that's a big big part of it. And we we did a similar thing with the, the University of Tasmania um, uh, last year. And you know the case study we have on our website. It's all about we're really proud about how um, disciplined we were with it. And because you are a, a custodian of something like that, yeah. like that that you know that's been around for for a long time. And um, you know, did a similar thing. It's not, you know, you might go, oh, well, you know, I've, I want to change that. That's a bit naff. That's, you know, that yeah. they've got a, um, you know, a, a mark that's from, you know, I think it's probably 100 years old or something like that. It's just like, well, yeah, but you're, 
that's not your job. Your yeah. job's to, you know, work out what stays and work out other things to improve. Important. We changed all their typography, um, you know, and completely changed it. Mm. And that one change makes their brand look, you know, yeah. completely come, you know, the same, the same, but completely different. And um and and position them exactly where they, they want it to be. So it's that's interesting because the well. there's a in the digital world as well, I see it, you know, the amount of times that we've updated a website that was probably, you know, five years overdue for that update. Uh, and we don't do websites, but you know, I've seen a website yep. updated is probably what I should say. And and it's and it's been beautiful, it's polished, it's brand new, and the conversion rate drops. You know, which is a dis- devastating thing for a, yeah. for a business that's been through a web design, and you know, you're hoping that you know, you've invested time and money in this, and 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 your hope, whether it's explicit or not, is is that you, you know, conversion rate's going to go up, you're going to make more sales from it, you know, brand's going to grow, and that the reverse happens. So you know, it's 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 really interesting that it probably says to me that in all anything, if you're t- if you're messing with the visual elements of your brand, whether it's a website or a logo or anything. Probably more regular and smaller changes is, yeah. is the way to go. You've yeah. got to you got to treat these assets with a lot of respect and and know that your consumers are used to a particular way that your website functions, whether it's good or bad. They're used to it, and yeah, and they they know what your package looks like when they when they go to the supermarket. That's they right. When they're not thinking, they don't miss those things. That's right. Yeah. Very good. Good. All right. Well, a good um, chats, mate. Wrap it up there, and we'll speak next time. See you then, mate.